0: Hey, I'm JR. And I'm Mike from the 18 over par with Mike and JR Podcast. Welcome to season three of the pod, where we'll continue exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world and beer. Lots of beer. Lots of beer, JR.
1: It's the 18 over
2: par podcast with Mike and Jr.
1: You suck, you duck ass.
0: Welcome to 18 over par with Mike and Jr. proudly presented by Bryce Madliszewski who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today we're joined by one of the most fashionable golfers in the province, Randy Skalski. He's got shoes, he's got pants, he's got belts, and he loves golf. When he's not on the fashion runway, you can find him as the president of Auto Chase. Well, we've been away for a little bit, uh, mainly because Mike has been gallivanting across Mexico. He needed to get himself a break, some R&R, and of course he took his vacation first round of the playoffs, so we didn't get to go to any Winnipeg Jets games. <laughs> but uh, you did, and I would say I'd prefer this after watching the bullshit that the Jets were putting out there as a product. I would say you probably got to watch uh, something better, and that was the Mexican Open. Well, if you would have... Checked our Instagram, then you would have been able to follow all the stories. And so, Mike, how was <laughs> yeah, the how was the Mexican Open?
2: The Mexican Open or Mexico? I think it's just called the Mexico Open, not the Mexican Open. But uh, we'll have That's to so get the we we'll have to get the fat fact checkers on that. But yeah, uh, worked out conveniently that uh, I was going to be in Puerto Vallarta at the same time the Mexico Open was taking place. Or Mexican PGA Mexican or whatever. Uh, and, uh, so that was great. And then I looked at it and, uh, I applied for a media pass for the, from the PGA and, uh, they, uh, they didn't get back to me.
0: <laughs> um, Randy knows how I that goes and the, we'll get into that a little bit later about uh, yeah, media passes. Apparently, and such.
2: <laughs> apparently our Gmail email address didn't look uh, legit enough. <laughs> and i did find another email to the communications manager of the tournament uh, and he also didn't get back to me so that's okay then i uh, i looked online for the discount codes cuz there was a 50% discount code wasn't able to find that either so i reluctantly paid full price for the uh, thursday april 27th the first round uh to the mexico open so that was uh that was pretty exciting I didn't know what to expect. It was my first PGA event uh, as a spectator uh, and not a player. And um, (laughs) I spectate uh, similar to how I play golf. I I don't know what I'm doing, right? You kind of walk in there. We got our, uh, our, they gave you an RFID wristband and you had to load up all your money on it for any concessions you want. So I immediately dropped like four hundred dollars with the tickets and the concessions and uh walk in there and get our drinks and and uh it turned out that uh ryan bell aka dj maytag aka belly handrow was also attending the mexico open what a coincidence season one episode seven guests so go check that out he's a absolute character so and he was there with his wife and his daughter who uh i'm not sure probably two-year-old in the stroller so they were pushing her around in the uh in the 30 degree heat so i got there around 10 a.m 10 30 rom teed off at 7 30 a.m i was at uh i was up late at the resort and didn't feel like waking up at uh 7 30 a.m to watch rom but i was able to (laughs) catch the, uh, the back end of that, uh, his like last four holes. So that was super cool. Um, I don't know whether it was just the Thursday attendance was low or maybe just the Mexico open. Isn't, uh, well attended, but there was probably only 30 or 40 people following John Rom. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, we, uh, we had a lot of FaceTime, a lot of, uh, conversations on course uh, interviews. Way. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, yeah one yeah. conversation I,
2: <laughs> I really wish i would have done a live uh take from uh from the open whether or not i was interviewing anyone or not but i <laughs> that would have been uh good uh but yeah it's just it's uh i don't know if you guys have ever been to uh a pga event but um
0: no just pga yeah, tour it's, canada it's, that's it, it you kind said gotta no.
2: go in. With a with a plan, you know, I didn't study the the course map or anything, or you know, how do you who do you follow? When do you follow? Do you just follow Rom? Do you? So we kind of did everything. We followed Rom for a bit, and then we parked ourselves at one of the par threes and we watched him hit into the green. It was a nice shady area. And uh and then we saw Tony Finow. He was teeing off a little bit later. He ended up uh, winning the Mexico Open, uh, most likely because of uh, me yelling at him in the that first round. So <laughs> like, Tony, but uh they didn't kick me out, so that's good. And yeah, they had some mega sized beers. That was a big highlight as well. And
0: uh how much were whoa. those beers? Because they were huge.
2: They weren't too bad. They were they were they were probably ten dollars, ten, probably ten u s dollars, whatever that almost is. almost as much and, as the jet game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it really was. And I figured because i uh, uh, because I skipped out on the first two games of round one and also sold a few tickets, uh, gouged all the, uh, yeah, gouged all the the non-season ticket holders uh, to pay for for my trip. I thought it was uh, I thought it was fair, but uh, yeah, what a great experience. Uh, it was super hot out there and yeah, got to walk the course with uh, Belly Handro himself. So uh, Camillo Valegius, well, how do you say his last name? Bejagas, Villegas. I believe Villegas. Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, spider Frances- mm. Yeah, exactly. I, I I kind of forgot that he was Spider-Man. So I wish I would have looked at some of his putting more. I, he was playing with Finau in that first round, uh, so I didn't see any Spider-Man stuff. Maybe he just can't get down there anymore, but he still looks like he's 25. <laughs> what a what a great-looking man that Camillo Malagius is. Uh, Francesco Molinari, I uh, saw him. I saw this, the Seagull. I don't know if you know who the Seagull is. Apparently like that's Steven Seagull? Uh, <laughs> uh, Charlie, Charlie Hoffman, apparently my doppelganger. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: doppelganger for sure.
2: And a few other guys, Taylor Pendrith. He was, he was a good Canadian kid that was pretty low in that first round. Um, didn't get to see him because he was probably off the course by the time I stumbled in there, but uh, yeah, awesome experience. We'll have to, maybe I'll try and post a little bit more on our uh, social medias uh, at 18 over par pod everywhere. And then if somebody wants me to fax some photos to them, I can do that too.
0: (laughs) We got the fax fax working. Yeah. And the link tree going.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I got it. One shout out though. The, the -hmm. golf, the production of a golf of golf tournament, like video production is amazing. We, we literally watched the boom operator for half an hour (laughs) (laughs) just like rolling around you know the fairway and he's up and down and there's this there's like three people working this one boom and and we were applauding the boom operator uh, more than the players i think but
0: uh it's impressive stuff and
2: the other takeaway was how quiet you have to be which is uh obvious but uh there were right when we came in and there was, uh, I think it was, uh, Higgs, with the Harry Higgs, he's in the bunker or something. And some lady's phone goes off. She's standing right next <laughs> to me. So everyone looks at like me. And I'm like, no, no, it's like this lady. And then she's like, what's the <laughs> and then like, and then Rom's chipping the next, you know, uh, in, like a little bit later and she has, she's taking pictures and it's like, boop, 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 boop. And then he looks over <laughs> at her again and everyone's like, shut up lady. Anyways, but the caddy was yelling at her, so that was kind of funny. But yeah, that, that was my Mexico Open experience. Uh, I don't get a lot of time to to tell stories because because uh, this is, I don't I don't know where it's going with that, because you ramble. Any questions? <laughs> exactly. Exactly why? <laughs> because but you were uh, in Mexico,
3: and what happens in Mexico, you don't remember.
2: That, yeah, that, that could be true. I was. Uh, feeling good that day but yeah sweat it all out
0: yes that's that's the key you sweat it out you don't worry about it you put the 18 over par sunscreen on your chest and away you go you're happy you're yeah, dancing you're got, doing a thing
2: i got uh roasted that day well and we, uh yeah congrats yeah. to tony
0: that's uh that's incredible yeah because both randy said yet yeah, hasn't hasn't been to one i haven't been to one we're going to get into some golf trips into some warm areas as well because uh randy's a traveling man he's a fashionable man and he probably is Action. next. Yeah, next to Brace Matt Leszewski, who we'll, uh, we'll jump into uh, right now because he is still a part of the show and he is Mr. Fashionista as well. And Brace Matt Leszewski, he is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Brace at 204 515 3446. And uh, we want to thank him and thank you for, for listening and for Brace for coming on and being a sponsor of our little ditty show here so we can talk mm-hmm. to folks like. Randy and and fashion, but before I, before we get into all that, I don't know this story, but uh, Randy and I we go back quite a ways, and I didn't know that you were a golfer when I first met you. But how did you get into golf?
3: I started golfing when I was young. Like my dad took me, like most guys, right? Your dad takes you out golf golfing and whatever the case may be, and hopefully you get the bug and you start to play. But I grew up in Alberta, so. My first golf game was in a place called T- Sylvan Lake, which is just a little bit west of um, Red Deer. And we had a cottage there. So my dad took me to a golf course around there. It was a nine-hole golf course. And back then, they had the sand greens. So that tells mm. you how old I am. So, yeah. you know, you hit the ball, you get on the sand greens. It's perfect, right? And then once you play, you putt out, and you have to go with a uh, with like a roller around it, clean it all up and away you go. So that's where I first started golfing. So my dad took me out and I got the bug and I continued to play. And I was really, I wasn't really very good when I was younger. I just didn't have the patience. Golf's a game that you need patience. And I truly don't have the pay, didn't have the patience. I still don't have a lot of patience. It depends who you ask, but
2: um,
0: I'll agree to that
2: statement.
3: There you go, JR. (laughs) Um, So that's where I got the bug and, And as I got older, I got better. And the one thing I figured out is you don't have to swing hard, you know. And once I figured that out, it began to play and I got better and I enjoyed it. And I continued to play. And like most guys, most kids, they start off playing with their dad. And, um, you know, it's guys and girls because I started playing golf with my girls and they still play. And uh, the one thing I always said was, you want to play more golf, get your kids involved in golf, because if they want to play, you get to play. And I guarantee you, Mama Bear's not going to be mad at you if you're taking the kids out to play golf for four hours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, you know, tip. I know you, we're probably going to have a lot of good tips and uh, we'll, we'll touch on that <laughs> in a moment here from from Randy, because he's he's full of them. Um, as I said, we we go way back and uh, as well with with Mikey, kind of kind of new Mike worked under the same yeah. worked under the same umbrella there um but do you remember like did your dad did he give you like your first set of clubs that he cut them down did he get you a junior set or did you just kind of take his old ones and and start hacking away
3: no i got i didn't get any junior clubs whatsoever it was whatever was in the garage and you go out and play and and you do that that's sort of what i had and what i uh used and you know I'm just thinking back. I bought my very first set of golf clubs. I probably would have been about 18 or so. And I was still living in Calgary at the time. So I probably would have went to, I don't know, like at that time, there was no sport check, but it would have been whatever it was, Canadian tire, whatever it was. Anyways, got a first set of golf clubs and I went to the driving range um, in a place called Confederation Park Golf Course which is in the heart of the North end of uh, Calgary to the driving range. And that's where I started hitting golf balls with those spectacular, probably $79 set of golf clubs.
0: (laughs) Hey, with inflation, that's like 700 bucks.
3: Yes, absolutely. You got it. (laughs) And they were perfect for me because I was terrible.
0: (laughs) So when did you make (laughs) the move to, to here, to Winnipeg?
3: I, it would have been 83, 84. I would say 83. Yeah, I moved here in 1983, my grade 12 year. So my parents moved me in my grade 12 year, and that probably explains wow. a lot of the problems with me. When they moved me in the middle of my no. high school years, you know, with all the trauma and stuff that is, you know, that goes along with it. But yeah, yeah so I, I moved to Winnipeg in the early part of the 80s. And so I'm a true Winnipegger now. I'm not a Calgarian, even though I'm cheering for the Oilers, which is killing me, but no. I am a Winnipegger now. <laughs>
0: Well, we'll bring that up, I think, a little later on in the show when we we talk maybe a little bit a little bit more hockey. But how often now do you, do you play? Because having having worked with you in the in the past, and you know having you know golf tournaments and so on and so forth, do you actually get yeah. to go out and play as much now as say you maybe once did?
3: I don't play a lot of golf. Now Um, I would love to play a lot more. I mostly play on the weekends. I don't play a lot of weekday golf. I did in the past obviously because of work and whatever the situation was to golf, but I don't play in a lot of golf tournaments anymore. Um, If I play during the week, it's very seldom. I mostly play on the weekends out at the beach, out at the lake. My place is in Sandy Hook, so I play another I'm going to give you lots of shameless plugs and name drops. (laughs)
0: Yeah, love it. Perfect. We love name drops.
3: You know, I'm going back to the radio promo days because if anybody (laughs) is listening and they actually hear their name or their company, they might reach out and give me a free game (laughs) in the true Winnipeg fashion. Let's try to get something for nothing. So we do that all the time. Yeah. There you go. So my place is in Sandy Hook. So I tend to play a lot at the links um, up there. And it's a really good golf course. Uh, It's great. You know, recreation, uh, resort Mm -hmm. golf course. Uh, It's very friendly in terms to play you know, for all kinds of people, you know, if you play from the blues, it's a lot, it's more challenging than you play from the whites, but it's a great track. So I tend to play there a lot. I play Sandy hook. Um, so shout outs to, uh, Ronna and Al Scott at, uh, the links and Pat Doyle at Sandy hook. Um, next time I show up, maybe throw me a sleeve of balls or something.
0: <laughs> a free cart. <laughs> yeah. Free
3: round. Uh, there you go.
0: Well, what are you drinking there tonight? Is that water in a wine glass?
3: Yes, that's water in a wine glass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all about looks. We'll even rock in the tailor made shirt, too. Do you have tailor made clubs or just the shirt?
3: Well, do you want the story about the tailor made shirt? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> More shameless plugs. <laughs> so, no, and this is this is a it's actually kind of fun, it's humorous and very funny because I play titleist. So, all my golf clubs are Titleist. So, I have a titleist bag. I got titleist clubs. I play pro V's and my daughter started dating a young man, uh, who's a very good player and Shit, um, we should add golf on a, a, a golf player. <laughs> what did I say? You just said player. <laughs> a go- Whoa, he's okay. Yeah, I guess I should correct myself Sorry. on that. I'm, he's, um, a great, he's a great, he's a, very good golf player. Anyways. Okay. So, um, he, anyways, we were playing one day and, he, he says, Oh, that's too bad that you play titleist. I'm thinking to myself like, what, what are you crazy? Titleist is a good play. Like it's a good brand. It's a good club, good balls. And so I find out that she's now dating. His name is Riley Hall, another name drop. And he works with Eric Johnson. Who's the uh, tailor-made rep. Yeah. Ah, so needless to say, I got a few extra tailor-made things. So I got this nice tailor-made shirt I'm wearing right now. And he actually has converted me to the tailor-made ball from the Pro V. Mm, interesting. So, yeah, absolutely. So I do play uh the new tailor-made ball. I, I like it. It's very similar to the the Titleist Pro V. Yeah, it's it very similar. But um you, you got to help the kids out, you know. You got to help promote them.
0: You gotta Golly. help them out with the business. Smart play on yeah. his behalf,
2: <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. and, and TaylorMade is a, a struggling brand, so I, I think you're you're giving them a lot of help. Yeah, they need it, right? They Both Titleist it.
3: and TaylorMade need the help.
2: Yeah, and shout out to Robbie Mack. Uh, we had him on earlier this season, the Titleist rep. So if uh, we're we're open to all sorts of uh, free free apparel and well, uh, equipment. Yeah. So Riley's brother. His name is
3: Tyler Hall. He's actually works for Titleist. So both brothers are in the same house. One works for Titleist. One works for TaylorMade. So if I walk down the street and they don't live too far from me, you know, maybe I can pick up a little bit of a, you know, some Titleist here, some TaylorMade there. You never know.
0: We got to, we got to go up there. You're East St. Paul, right? Yeah, we gotta start wandering the streets of East St. Paul. We might find some maybe the loose <laughs> golf balls, uh, maybe a seven iron here there. <laughs> good, good quality stuff. Yeah, you never know.
2: Go go <laughs> there on to, the uh, on the giveaway day. Get, yeah,
3: yes, free garbage giveaway day. Yeah. You're gonna have to get there really early because I'm out about six thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I got all that stuff in my garage, and then I use it for the garage sale the following week. <laughs>
0: Uh, forever a salesman. Gotta love that. <laughs> <laughs> we take a quick break to hear from Bryce Madlashuwski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund.
2: Well, Bryce, it's, uh, it's great to... Uh to have you on and to have a quick chat. My first question is, uh, what can an investment advisor like yourself from Endeavor wealth, uh, do for me and how can that differ from my, my current experience of trading with wealth simple, uh, just based on my, the recent Twitter feeds.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for having me on you guys. Yeah. D- discount brokers like Well simple, uh, certainly have their place, uh, but at the end of the day, you get what you you pay for. Uh, those platforms are very limited in what they offer and they're more ideal for just basic trading. So if that's what you're looking to do, and it, it's really not a bad platform for that, but what we do at Endeavor, uh, we take a more holistic approach. Uh, we examine an individual's needs uh, both short term and long term, and we go way beyond just investments. We look for tax opportunities, ensuring the decisions you are making today, uh, minimize your overall tax that you might be paying. Uh, we also help our clients address estate and insurance needs. So really anything we can do to uh, assist in your overall wealth management approach. And going back to some of those discount brokers and and, and things that you see on the internet, uh, a lot of times people don't realize the amount of intrinsic risk that they're taking on with with making some of those trades. And so finding balance is is another key thing that we do for our clients at, at Endeavor.
0: That was Bryce Maliszewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. Well, now that we, you talked about the shirt that you're wearing, the, the tailor-made shirt, the one thing I was blown away, and I was, again, when I started working uh, at Hank FM with Newcap Radio way back when, I don't know, 15 years ago now, maybe 16 years ago, yeah. whatever it was, I didn't know what people dress like to go to work. I mean, you kind of see it on like TV shows and stuff like that. But when you're watching TV shows like ER, it's like, <laughs> do I got to wear a doctor outfit when I go to work? Like, I didn't yeah. know. But then I walk into the radio and then here's this, you know, strapping, I don't even know how old you would have been then but like you were done up to the nines, like you were a a fashionable dude, good looking dude, strutting yourself like, man, I want to dress like that guy one day. So where did that fashion sense come from?
3: Um, I live with three women, (laughs) so they dress me very well. So, so, you know, I, I could say it all comes from me, but the reality is no, I have a little bit of style, but sometimes I get dressed and, you know, you come out and you're walking through the house and One of your kids looks at you and says, did you get dressed in the dark? Like, seriously, you can't wear that. I said, this looks good. No, go back and change. Put something else on. That does not look good. (laughs) So, you know, you can take credit for a lot of it, but the reality is, no, it's not. It's the people around you that make you look good. Because, and here's the, you know, let's go back to WKRP, right? White belt. (laughs) white shoes, you know, you, you you gotta, you gotta fit it. You got, Mm -hmm. you gotta have the white belt. You got to have the white shoes if you're going to be in radio sales, but not only that, if you're going to be on the golf course, you got to have the white belt and the white shoes.
0: (laughs) It wasn't only only players can wear a white belt. (laughs) Absolutely.
3: Only good players in their mind can wear a white belt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's,
2: that's true. I, I know a few white belt guys.
0: And to clarify <laughs> for Mike, we're talking about golf players, not player <laughs> players.
2: Ah, but uh, I'm talking yeah. golf and I'm yeah, talking I golf know, players. Right?
0: <laughs> well, Mike's a big belt guy, too. Mm-hmm. Didn't you have one of those light up LED ones back in the day, battery operated that I, died like I every, did. every 10 minutes or so?
2: Yeah, I had to carry around like a, a 20 pack of double A's so that it <laughs> it would last the whole day. But uh, that was before the that was way before its time. Like that was we were in uh, the early high school. It was in the, the 2000s and uh, yeah. you know, it was an LED. You could program it and uh, it would flash messages across my belt buckle. And, uh, I feel like I definitely, if I, I would have found
3: one, I definitely would have wore one of those. Oh
2: yeah. I, I Absolutely. still probably have it somewhere. I, um, but, uh, yeah, we should get more of those made 18 <laughs> over par led belt buckles.
0: <laughs> we know promotional items. That's for sure. Mm. Especially between the three of us here, we got the promotional promotional package down. No worries with mm. that. Well, I guess now uh, cutting back to golf, um, whereabouts do you play? So you mentioned Links of the Lake. You mentioned Sandy Hook. Is that pretty much uh, all that you play? Because you mentioned you don't really play that much during the work week.
3: No, no, I don't play very much. Um... Another shameless plug, Riley, Riley's a member of Pine Ridge. So, you know, hopefully he <laughs> wants to take me out. He took me a couple times last week to Pine Ridge. I was a member at Pine Ridge when, when we were back at the radio station days.
0: No way. I so, no and you didn't invite yeah. me out. Okay. Well, this interview wow. over. Well, that's because, <laughs> hey, JR,
3: that's because you were busy working. Somebody <laughs> had to work,
2: uh, uh, right?
0: Well played. If
3: yeah. I'm out golfing, somebody's got to do their job. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, Riley took me a couple times and, um, yeah, I played a couple times around like, like, like Rossmere, uh, just different courses around larders. Um, whenever I have a chance to get out, but most of my, most of my golf is played out at the beach on the weekends. And I like to tee off first. Like I'm, I'm the kind of guy that, okay, if I'm going to play, I want to play. So, you know, they're really, they're really good um, to allow us to go out. So my buddy and I, uh, and he's a scratch, so he's a really good player. Um, so he and I usually tee off first thing, you know, six 30 quarter to seven in the morning, and we can get around and play in two and a half, three hours. And that's wonderful. Cause my whole day's ahead of me after that. So that's mm-hmm. the way I like it. And, in getting out to play like that, you can play a lot more golf cause it's very quick and fast.
2: And you, and you got the rest of the day.
3: Yeah, and you got the, I got the, the rest beach. of the day to to do whatever I'm told to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forever That's a family true. man. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, absolutely, a hundred percent, Jr.
0: I'll cut that one a little that's bit. Good tighter, thing nobody so it didn't in, seem like you had a pause there.
3: It's <laughs> a good thing nobody in the house can hear me, or else they'd be coming in, my, in here giving me a smack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, Mike, uh, he brought up uh, we're going to have another guest on hopefully later this year because um, it was the hundredth, was the centennial last year, nineteen twenty two to 2022 of Sandy hook. So Mike has the book and it is loaded yeah. with information here.
2: Yeah. Nobody can see this because we don't do video, but, uh, I'm holding up the book. It's called the home of champions, 1922 tonight or 2022 Sandy hook golf club by Ken C. Forteus. And, uh, his Ken's son, Mike dropped this off for us, uh, we, uh, we talked it about a, l- a little bit on our master's preview there, but, uh, oh, yeah, it's packed full of history on the Sandy Hook Golf Course. There's so many words in here, but there's, uh, as Randy <laughs> pointed out, there's a lot of pictures, too. So uh, it goes through, uh, I guess it is the home of champions, uh, the Doyles, obviously, and a-, and a few other successful golfers. And, and uh, I haven't gotten through the full thing yet. So, but we'll have to get Ken on um, sometime this season and have maybe get Mike on at the same time and we can shoot the Sandy hook with him. There's a lot of history out in Sandy hook and going back a long way and
3: going when I, when I moved here, our cottage was out in Sandy hook. I'm not in the same place I am now, but I spent a lot of time golfing in Sandy hook when I was younger too. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't remember meeting Jumbo, but, you know, I I know Pat and uh, I play Sandy Hook three or four times a year when I have the chance. It, they had a tough go last year because of the weather, like everybody in the golf business. You know, in, in May, I think they were open like three or four times, which is really, really unfortunate for that side. But Sandy Hook's a great little track. Uh, I enjoy playing it all the time. And there's lots of history there. So anybody has a chance, drive up, enjoy it. You'll have fun.
1: Yeah,
2: I have not uh, I've never played Sandy Hook. Which, really? Mike, uh, I thought shamefully. you had. No, I have uh, certainly driven past it, but I don't spend that much time on that side of the lake. Right. But uh yeah. but I have played I guess links at the lake, but uh, and, and Hecla, and all the other Oh, courses I right. always forget about Hecla. Yeah, do you ever get up to think, Hecla?
3: Yes, absolutely. A couple I think last time I went up I was up there three times. It's yeah, only an hour drive so. from my place.
2: Mhm. Seems I like everyone Hekla. forgets about yeah. Hecla because every time we go up there, there's no one there, which is great for us yeah. as a golfer, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's a hidden gem. We'll have to get up there again this year, maybe. And uh, it's a great course. It is. It is a really good, good course.
3: I love Hecla And I, I don't know why I forget
2: about it. It's like one of those things.
3: Somebody says, Hey, we should go to Hecla. Oh yeah, let's go. And then you just get in the car and you go. So <laughs> Hecla is a great track.
0: Well, if we would have had some foresight I would have said we should have d- did this show from your cottage, but anyways oh. maybe another time maybe a few years down the line here we'll we'll do a recap yeah and well we'll do it from the cottage
3: It'll probably depend on the feedback you get on what kind of guest you had <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mike's Mike's all ever, here for the record. Mike's here every week.
2: <laughs> yeah. all don't, day, every
0: invite day. This,
3: don't invite this Randy guy back ever, ever again. There well, goes the punch. I'm, I'm, I'm
2: the only one not professionally trained in broadcasting. Uh, just well, trust Did, me,
3: I'm not.
2: Did you ever get on air, Randy? I got on air
3: a couple times, and um I was mostly told to stay as far away from it as possible. <laughs>
2: That's great. Yeah, I I was on I was on air a few times at my remotes. I uh I worked with Chester on CKJS, <laughs> which is super funny. And for our our <laughs> listeners, CKJS is a I'll call it an international uh, radio station. Maybe primarily uh, Filipino. And uh, Chester, uh, I'm gonna butcher his last name. Bangan, Pangan. Ben,
0: Chester Pangan. Chester Pangan.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I worked with him every Saturday at uh, Vicar Mitsubishi, no free ads. They do not sponsor <laughs> us. We are still looking for uh, dealership sponsorship. Um, but uh, I would go in there and sit with Chester and, and he'd get me on the air once in a while. And we talked to the the customers coming in and hand out stickers and balloons and all sorts of stuff. So it was, it was pretty funny.
0: Big me golf guy too, Chester. CDG. He loves the game. Yeah. yeah,
2: he does. Yeah, he did play. He loved
0: it. Now I think uh, he has too he, many kids, so I don't know if he plays. He
2: <laughs> hosted the uh, he hosted the 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 Jets uh, heritage Filipino night. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, did he really? I did. Yeah. I wasn't at that game. Yeah, that I would have been cool to see. It was uh, it was bopping that night. the uh, The atmosphere was great that night.
0: And uh, but, funny, yeah. funny enough, you mentioned CKJS, so yes, uh, internationally, right? So I think at the time when both Randy and I there, I think there was about 20 or so different languages that broadcasted So uh, each kind of nation, if you will, or nations had uh, their own show with their local music, local flavors. It was great. It was fantastic. And I didn't realize, but I was actually a pretty big deal in the Filipino community just because of my link to CKJS. I would go out to these certain things and like I was... I was a token white guy. And Chester would always play that up, because I really was. And believe it or not, mm-hmm. when I moved back here, I was no longer in radio. My wife and I were at St. Boniface Hospital preparing to for my wife to have a baby. And who is there doing a live remote? Chester. So what does he do? No he pulls way. me on. And so myself and Lucille, who does afternoon Posada on CKJS, pulls me in and we were just <laughs> going back and forth. <laughs> And she didn't believe that I was there. Yeah, in a hospital. Yeah. (laughs) Because Lucille was back in the studio and Chester was at the hospital for like the St. Boniface Hospital Foundation doing remote, you know, trying to drum up some money. And just midway through, he sees me, I see him. And next thing you know, we're. Doing a bit together for three minutes, and Lucille didn't believe yeah. that it was me. She's like, "No, he's he's gone. He's not. He's not living here anymore." She's like, "Yeah, no, but he's here. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome. it's, J- it's Jr. <laughs> from Hank FM. He's here. Yeah. <laughs> he's here on CKJS. Believe it or not. So, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, uh, your hard. wife is in labor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was in the wheelchair. Wow. I just pushed her away. She was fine. She had some <laughs> food but <laughs> <laughs> well, it's
2: it's funny that you you said that because the other time i was working uh with troy scott that was oh. at, at hank fm and we were at uh visions or something and doing another remote there and he got me on and he, he's like hey mike how's it good what do you explain the scene here? I was like, oh, it's crazy! It's so many sales. And I was like, I don't know what to say. I've never been on the radio. And then, like, 20 minutes later, I'm outside, like, loading up something in the the Hummer, the the classic uh, Hank FM Orange Hummer. You guys must have spent millions of dollars on gas on that thing. Uh, but <laughs> some some lady was like, "Hey, Mike!" Like what? I'm like I don't know you. And then, uh, I was, I was immediately famous. So that was my, my 15 minutes of fame.
3: JR, do you ever remember whatever, what happened with the Hummer when it left your driveway?
0: I think I've heard <laughs> this do, story. I do. And everyone blamed it on you. I guess someone took it for a little joy ride and thank goodness that the gas ran out.
3: They That's incredible.
1: So
3: far. <laughs> yep. Totally incredible. By morning it was 5 30 a.m. When my phone rang and I got a call saying, do you know that your orange Hummer is sitting in a ditch just outside, uh, just by the racetrack, I guess it was, Assiniboia Downs. And I'm thinking, oh, God, my day is going to be hell today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <And> <laughs> Unbelievable. Was it free promotion.
3: Was it? You know what? It, it <laughs> was wasn't it? that bad. <laughs> was it? It wasn't that bad. But here's the thing I've always asked myself. Why would anybody want to steal a bright orange Hummer with the word Hank on it? Like, seriously, you could steal any other vehicle in the city and you choose to steal that.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. And they threw up, uh, they threw up, they threw out all the stuff from inside the Hummer. So there were some folks in Charleswood, because I was in Charleswood at the time, and that's where I was living and that's where the Hummer lived for the most part. And then the, the, that day, someone called me like, we got a bunch of the, like these Hank FM prize plates and sheets on a, on my lawn. Like, what the hell's going on here? i will like, oh, come, I'll come pick those up after work. Those, I know who those belong to. <laughs> but I, I remember that as well. And I think this name came up before, Kieran McDougall. Uh, he was my roommate at the time. And so I go into the basement where he was living because I go and look out the front. I'm like, hmm, I thought the Hummer was here. So I go into the basement and he's on the couch for whatever reason with his girlfriend at the time. And again, it was early. Like he was still sleeping. He was working until two or three in the morning. And I'm like, do you remember seeing the Hummer when you got home? He's like, I think so. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and that morning my cell phone died because I think Michelle who worked at Hank FM at the time kept on texting me and calling me, but I didn't hear it cause it was off. And then eventually died. Cause that was back in the days where, you know, the battery life on phones was not good. And sure enough, Hummer was, yeah gone. Anyway. Gone. Yeah. Disappeared. That was fun though. That was a good that was a good vehicle. Uh it was a great promotional vehicle. I don't think we were allowed to drive it on any golf courses for any tournaments that we did. Although we might have snuck it on to maybe one or two or at least in the parking lot, but it was a monster. And I think you have some um, Hank FM jeans behind you too, don't you?
3: Oh, I still have my Hank stuff hanging on my wall in my office here, yeah. Just it's uh it's wonderful reminder of where I came from. And all the good times, because there were lots of good times. There was lots of fun that we had. We worked hard. There was a lot of things that went on behind the scenes. Everybody did a great job. Um, So, yeah, I like to look at it every once in a while and reminisce. And when I talk to people, you know, like talking to you or I talk to other people that I worked with or we worked with at the radio station, uh, it's fun to bring back the memories.
0: Yeah, I think I still have some Dirks Bentley jeans other dirt family jeans or some shirts because that was my going away gift when i moved out east that's that was my gift i was like get the he hell he gave
2: out of you here. his uh he gave you his jeans
0: <laughs> i wish i would have paid money for those what, was
2: no. the, what what's the story behind the gene was it something with silver jeans too or did not was silver involved yeah this? yeah absolutely I mean, mike how do you remember that <laughs> I just remember silver jeans and Hank FM. And I think I, yeah, I think they were pretty cool promotions. So I, I yeah, they were I promotions. So we, I we
3: went out and got Hank Jean uh, or we went to silver, silver, yeah, silver jeans. And, um, we got a whole bunch of jeans and we used to get artists to sign them, um, whenever they were in town. So it depends on who they were. And then we would frame them up and give them away and do whatever we wanted to do with them. That's cool. Um, yeah, it was very cool. And actually, the label on those jeans are Cheryl Crow. Oh no
0: so way! So they're
3: Cheryl Crow label. Yeah, Cheryl Crow labeled on the back um, of the of the jeans. They they are very cool, and they're that would have been what two thousand and eight, two thousand
0: nine, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. going back that that's a long yeah. time. It's a country music radio station, just for anyone who is was wondering, you're like, what the hell is this Hank FM? Sounds crazy.
3: What are they talking about? <laughs> are we supposed to be talking about golf?
2: <laughs> well, related, related to golf, and I didn't know if Jordan was going to get into this, mm-hmm. but I, I heard there was some epic uh, Hank FM golf tournaments. Oh my God!
0: We w- maybe we won't get
2: into them too much. We won't get into that. Yes. Maybe um, Randy so- can <laughs> plan an eighteen over par tournament for
3: us. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. I, I gotta go. Um. I I think I hear my uh,
2: my wife your, uh, calling me.
1: Uh, sorry, your guys. Internet
2: connections. <laughs> 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 I'm going in a tunnel. <laughs> All right. Well, I think the listeners get the uh, the idea, but uh, we won't we won't go far down that uh, that golf
3: hole anybody that was there knows it was epic
0: (laughs) sounds good it was it was a it was a blast and uh, kind of helped uh, helped me realize oh Radio can be pretty fun too. <laughs> and I haven't worked on a golf enough. course before. No, I know. I'm not trying to dig anything out uh, out of you here, but <laughs> um, you know, you you mentioned that you you don't really play during the work week too much anymore. So, what is it that you're up to now? What are you doing? What are you doing for work? I
3: left uh, I left the radio business. I don't know about five six years ago, and. Um, I went back into the digital marketing side and still part of the advertising gig, but mostly I work in the automotive sector. I work with car dealers um, and we do a digital program to help them generate leads. And I've been doing that for the better part of the last four years. So I started my own company. I do my own thing from that point of view. So when you know you work for yourself and everybody thinks working for yourself is glamorous and it, it's fun, it's good. But the reality is, you know, you spend a lot more time, you work a lot more, your hours a lot longer, you know, your day starts earlier, your late date, your day is longer. You do have a lot of flexibility like most people in that side, but you know, when you work for yourself, that's what you do. And uh, I really enjoy it. I really love it. Um, so I spend most of my time, working with car dealers, helping them generate revenue and generate sales. Uh, so that's what we do. And we're just branching out into the AI side, which is the new buzzword that everybody is talking about. And AI is is something that is growing very quickly. And we're just dabbling into it on the automotive side. So we're going to build and develop and design uh, a program exclusively for the car business. Uh, we launched it this week. My philosophy is, you know, crawl, walk, run, then fly. So we're just in the preliminary stages and we're just unveiling it and launching it. And, you know, in technology, it can't be too long. So by, you know, within the next 10 days, we'll be ready to rock and roll and get it out there.
0: Can it help my golf? So that's swing.
3: what I'm doing is keep him. Um, AI probably could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's got nothing to do with the equipment like Taylormade and tricks on. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes a and title is <laughs> yeah. and anything else out there, but AI can definitely do it.
0: <laughs> that's pretty cool. You kind of reinvented yeah, yourself there.
3: Yeah, you do. In, you know, radio was great. I loved it very much. But you know, it's it, you have to get out and reinvent yourself. You have to do something different. And uh, I had a lot of contacts in the radio or in the uh, car business. So I did that. And and not only do I do business here in Manitoba, but also in other provinces. So I travel a little bit, and that's been great. Um, from that point of view, cause I don't mind the travel aspect. Um, and when you travel, you get points and rewards and it gets you, it gives you the opportunity to maybe go somewhere and vacation. So,
2: mm-hmm. um, that also you got matters. any, uh, do you have any airlines you'd like to give a shout out to,
3: <laughs> you know, whether it's West or air Canada, it doesn't really matter. The schedules are not that good anymore. Cause of COVID, so we'll blame COVID on that.
2: <laughs> Delta's not bad though. Delta's good.
0: All right. Yeah, go not bad.
2: Delta. Minneapolis airport. Just, you gotta, usually that's the the hub, I think. And then, uh, it, it, it's a nice yeah, airport. Yeah. It's a good airport.
3: Um, you know what airport I really kind of like is Denver. Denver's a great airport to, to get to fly. It's it <laughs> very long. Easy. It's long, but it's easy to get around and you yeah. really don't get lost. One thing in Minneapolis, if you are on one side and you have to go all the way to one of the others and Man, oh man! If you have a quick connection, and at my age trying to run through airports, whew, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. not very easy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I was sorry we're getting way off topic here, <laughs> but um, uh, from my my recent vacation and watching, I, I didn't have a direct flight uh, to uh, Puerto Vallarta, but I did on the way back. But just wa- I love a big people watcher, so it's uh, it's great. Airports are awesome for that. So I was saying. If anytime I see somebody running through the airport, I automatically assume that they're on uh the uh that travel race oh, the show. Amazing the race. amazing the amazing race, yeah. Ah. Yeah, no matter if they're in a suit or not, they're probably uh they're probably on the Amazing Race. <laughs> Anyways, that's my that's my
0: uh anecdote. Well, on on the the note of travel, is so randy and i we both worked together here. you were the general manager at the time i was just a promotional lemming who ended up doing everything uh, as you said because you were too busy golfing um but yeah we had a great crew there Uh, i learned a whole hell of a lot from you and and everyone else that i was there with but you know eventually in the radio business you typically you move around so i went out east and then funnily enough you ended up out east Work in uh, in the Valley, in Nova Scotia. Did you get to golf any of those golf courses out there? Because that's the one thing that I regret. I only played, I think one of them that was close to my house. It was a nice one. They used to play a PGA tour skins event there every year, Glen Arbor, but I never made it up to the aisle. I made, I made it up to Prince Edward Island, never played golf there. Um, and, but didn't make it up to Cape Breton Island or anything like that. Did you get a chance to golf out there?
3: Well, I was in, I was in uh, Kentville, Mm -hmm. which uh, Kenville was the golf course there. There's another course called Eagle Creek. I think it was no Eagle. What was it? Eagle side, Eagle Creek, whatever it was. Can't remember. (laughs) Sorry. Can't remember. But that's where I played when I was down there. I actually played more golf when I was in Nova Scotia than I did when I was came back here. Um, Yeah, it was, it was just one of those things that, you know, Cindy and the girls came back for the summer Um, and they were at the cottage. So I stayed by myself and I was working there. So during the summer, um, I had a lot of time on my hands. No, nobody was around. So I ended up playing a lot of golf when I was there. And that's actually, that's when I got. I figured out the game a lot more and I got a lot better. I got my handicap single digits. Um, but you're, but you, you know, I was playing nine holes, 18 holes. Um, Every second day I was out playing. So I would go after work and play nine holes, you know, so that was really good from that point of view. So I played lots of golf. I didn't play a lot of golf in, in the Halifax area. I think I played a couple times, but I don't remember the names of the course. The one place I never got to was Cape Breton. Really. I really wish I could have been up, gotten up there and played the Cabot trails. Cause that's one of those bucket list golf courses. I'd love to play along the lines of, you know, going over and playing St. Andrews and that kind of stuff. But yeah, and the golf was good. It was good. And it, the craziest thing living in Nova Scotia, I played every month of the year because the weather was so crazy. So you would get snow and within three days it would melt and they would open the golf course up and you could play. Mm. So, you know, Halen and I played, I think it was December the 20th. We played golf and then, in January, about I think it was like January the eighteenth or nineteenth, I played golf again uh, in and amongst the snowstorms and whatever else. But as soon as the snow was gone, they didn't cover the greens there. You know, you know when we live here, everybody covers the greens. Well, there, they don't cover the greens. So as soon as the snow's gone and it's open and wet, it's still wet, but guys get out and play. So that was really cool, cause he got to play a lot of golf.
2: Wow, I didn't know that. Um, JR I guess you you uh, did you witness this too living uh, out east?
0: I did. We usually so we we rarely had a white christmas. So it may be snow but like snow wasn't really on the ground. It was usually yeah. January February where it was kind of dicey and snow days there was a constant thing because they have hills. So you know being from the prairie's not really used to, you know, going up and down. But there yeah. it was literally if there was snow coming it was coming hard. And you might not be able to get up that hill home. And I'm not joking. Like, you might not be able to get up that hill home. So people took snow days, didn't fuck around. That was it. You're taking a snow day. I maybe had eight snow days in January and February combined.
3: You know, you can't say F-bombs. Man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> is this not broadcasting?
0: <laughs> On the East Coast, yeah, after midnight, anything goes. That's what I learned.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have a few sociables and, uh, and away you go. But that, that's kind of interesting that your game got really good. So do you think it was just that consistency of being able to play that much? Or did you like unlock yeah. a tidbit? It was just the consistency?
3: Cons- it's consistency. The best part of my game is my, is my driver because it's fun. I like to hit it, practice it. You know, I can hit it really quite well. The worst part of my game is my short game because I hate practicing it. But when you play more, you get better at it. And there was the consistency of it. Um, I'm still a terrible putter. And again, it goes back to the fact that, I find it boring to practice putting. So it is what it is. It's just, that's just the way it is. Like if you're not good at it, like most people, if you're not good at it, you don't want to continue to practice and do it. And when you're, you, you know, you get to you're a recreational golfer, um, you're not going to go and practice for three, four hours putting because it's no fun. So, you know, the consistency side got it, got me where it was. And, and as I'm playing now, you sure see when you don't play consistency or you don't play a lot, that short game goes so fast. It's, it goes away so quickly.
0: Yeah. And I heard it's tough to get it back too. like just as quickly as it goes away. It's, well, I guess it's not as quick to come back.
3: No. And when I was there, like I could hit my 60 degree wedge really well. Like my 60 and I had a great relationship, but losing that consistency, my 60 and I, we don't have a very good relationship whatsoever. (laughs)
0: unlike the, uh, the car dealers now, and even bringing up the Hummer again. So he was, the, so Michael Chiappetta, didn't we get the Hummer yeah. from, from him? And so now you say he has, he owns a golf course in Palm Springs. Is, is that correct?
3: Yeah, yes, absolutely. So Michael, he's, he's in just outside of in desert. His golf course is called Desert Dunes and, um, it's, they call it desert hot springs, I guess is what is, what the town is, whatever it is. It's about 10 minutes from Palm Springs. So Michael's down there. And whenever I'm down there, I definitely get out and I, and I play and I see him. And last year I was fortunate enough to go down a couple, three, four times and was able to play a lot of golf down there with him. And there's a, there's a whole bunch of Winnipeggers. that go down and play. There's a whole bunch of Manitobans in in that area. Um, And you know, a lot of the guys go and hang out and and play at his golf course. So there's a, another plug for Michael in Desert Dunes in Palm Springs.
0: <laughs> Hopefully, we'll get uh, a freebie round there. Or did you? Is it? Is it just contra? Contra deal? No, we, the contra's dead now. <laughs> Nobody does contra anymore. <laughs> Mike and I are trying to bring it back. We're trying as much as yeah, possible. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, we did a few contra deals. We did.
3: We did. D- be careful, government
0: will get you. <laughs> Maybe we've said too much.
3: (laughs) Um, No, Michael. Hey, Michael will look after you. Absolutely. He's a great guy. He does a great job. He's a great ambassador for his golf course. Uh, You know, hey, I can hook you up. No problem.
0: (laughs) All right. Right on. Well, that's where we're going. Well, funny enough, you got the TaylorMade shirt on. You got uh, Hall. What's the first thing? Riley? Riley Hall, Riley Hall. And I believe Eric Johnson, the tailor-made rep who we've had on the show beginning of last season. um, He and a bunch of people from either Breezy or, you know, all in that group, they go to Palm Springs, I believe every year too, in the winter for a nice to
3: yeah, I was talking to Eric in um, February and he was just, he was going down there. Mm. But he didn't play Michael's course. He played a couple others.
0: Ah, that's too bad. But now that we know, yeah, got to go to Palm Springs. That's one place I haven't been. Mike, have you been to Palm Springs?
2: No, I've never been to Palm Springs. No, no, I've actually, I don't think I've ever been in the state of California. They don't, I've been been banned.
0: A big Republican guy here, Mike. So he's not allowed (laughs) in California. (laughs) <laughs> two left, yeah, yeah two left leaning mike yes. yeah <laughs> his parents can be like what I I just, what is he talking uh, about <laughs> i don't know how to follow that up but uh, well no hey. golf trips uh talking about palm springs is there anywhere else uh, that you go do you go with the family or is it typically just yourself if uh, you're going on a trip and i'm assuming you're bringing your clubs
3: um most of the time when i travel yes i do take my clubs and I play, uh, I was fortunate enough last year, I was in California a few times. I was in uh, Phoenix, um, and played three rounds in Phoenix there. Um, we played Troon, we played, um, TPC, um, uh, which was really cool, uh, to play the TPC. Um, cause it's so close to the airport in Scottsdale that a couple of the holes when you're playing, these private jets are flying in mm-hmm. and the you would think if you skied a ball that you could actually hit one of these planes off the tee <laughs> they're, they, they look like they're that low. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was cool. So went there for a weekend and played golf three times and that was fun. That was really good. Uh, weather was excellent. I have to say I was a little disappointed in Troon i uh, probably, you know, from, from that point of view, it, maybe it was the time of year, but the course was not in quite the shape that I expected, uh, compared to all the other tracks that I've ever played. Um, and it may be just the time of year. I'm not really too sure. Cause it was middle part of October. Um, but it's the layout of the golf course was phenomenal, but the sh- the shape it was in, it was really suspect i would guess i would say and and all of us that we played that day um we all said the same thing we were expecting more maybe our expectations were too high i don't know but we all came back and saying you know what it, it's too bad it was in the shape it was in um that being said i would go back and play it again just to make sure uh <laughs> to see if it no and i'm gonna see like I, i'm not even trying to get free a free shape- passes yeah, and that's This is not even the shameless plug of trying to get a free game. I'm just saying, that, like, I would like to go back and just see if it, if it, if if that was the way it was and or if it was just, like, a freak situation.
2: Yeah. I played Troon. I, there's the pinnacle and then uh, the other one. There's two. They got 36 Troon holes north? there, right? Was it north and then? Oh, yeah. Pinnacle? Is that what it is? Uh, no, I think Troon north is the, the, yeah. the property. The, I played the there's pinna- pinnacle. And, yeah. uh, well, I forgot the other one. Apparently, Alice Cooper lives on that course. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. And our friend uh, Paige Spearneck used to play out, oh, of yeah North. big
0: fan, big fan of the pod, Paige Baranic. Yeah.
2: do I know yeah. Paige?
0: Um. <laughs> do you have Instagram, Randy?
3: <laughs> Sorry, I can't talk about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, and then uh, to your comments about the uh, the stadium course, or CPC uh, Scottsdale, and I played that course, so the uh, stadium and champion course is there uh but there was like a stunt plane like flying very low over one of the uh, fairways i was like what is going on here but yeah so i i experienced the low flying planes as well but it was like it was a stunt plane and doing barrel rolls. And I was like, how, how am I supposed to putt with that going on?
3: Yeah, no kidding. But the, you know what? There's a lot of excuses on that golf course. There's planes and there's stuff going on. You know, excuse yeah. number 792 low flying plane. You don't get those in Manitoba.
2: Hey, maybe Unless at the base. you're at the Assiniboine Golf Assiniboine, Course. Assiniboine yeah. the boat. No, yard. There you go. I forgot about that. And you know what? I was uh, I was talking to our friend Glenn Mills the other day trying to trying to get some deals as we do no free ads uh <laughs> but he mentioned that the uh cfb base course is is now uh defunct is that the word we use A debunk really? defunct it's, like it's over it's dead it's no closed way.
0: oh wow trying so to get, I'm the try to get to there
2: wow no I was kind of wishing we would get one last uh uh hurrah there
0: yeah maybe if they, didn't know maybe if we hadn't been, went, been there in 20 open. years yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you said all the uh the admirals are looking for uh member memberships at the at the boneyard the royal boneyard
0: oh well, that'll be all right that'll spiff or uh, spiff up men's night and you mentioned for the men's league there on thursdays uh we got some some cronies, 18 over par cronies, fanboys that are going to mm. be, be playing in that as well. Do you want to give a, do you want to lay their names out there or no?
2: Oh uh, yeah. Big shout out to the, the bird bros uh, g- getting into the, uh, the league there. They are, watch out because they are, they are sandbaggers. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> big uh, Gary and uh, Johnny scoops and uh, our PGA correspondent, a walk. Uh, they're all they're all joining the, the Boyne Yard Men's League, so watch out for them. And I, I think uh, Bart Peters, too.
0: Impressive. Impressive stuff. Have you ever played yeah. a Cineboy and Randy?
2: I have. It was a long time
3: ago that it would have been Dale Esopenko days. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that would have been, what, 90s?
0: Yeah, he was there. I think he was there for like 30-some years. But, yeah, it's 90s. And then when I was there in the early 2000s, so yeah, he was he was there for quite some time.
3: Yeah, that's but it's been a long time since since I was there.
0: It's a it's a fun course to play. It's always my home. That's last year, that's where I shot my best round. I played it once last year and shot eighty-one and I was like, oh, well, this works. Wow, nice. <laughs> home course advantage, I guess. So that was that was all right. Shout out to the Boneyard. Right on. And at least we're golfing mm-hmm. now. The last time we had a podcast, we had a show, no golf. And now we're back on and we're golfing now. So that's uh that's we are huge. golfing. That's huge right and exciting. Well, before we uh, get into the back nine here, I want to talk a little bit of hockey because we've kind of been talking okay. about everything. So, Winnipeg Jets, Calgary Flames. So, I'm assuming then that's where your love of the Calgary Flames comes from is because you grew up in Calgary.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember I think it was 1980 when the Atlanta Flames moved to to Calgary to become the Flames and and that was really exciting for the city and that's where that's where my love of the Flames came from, and when I moved to Winnipeg, I I was still a Flame fan all the way up through the 80s and um, into the early 90s, and I, I I was a season ticket holder. Our family was a season ticket holder for for the Jets when they were here, Jets 1.0. Uh, so we had season tickets, but I was still a diehard Red flaming sea fan I don't can I say that on
0: Yeah uh, yeah I think I'm you okay You got a, you got a, you got a <laughs> but, red shirt on right now too it yeah,
3: just says Taylor. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> I,
2: there it is I don't know if they call it the flaming red sea but uh no, what do they call it sea, no, the red sea. They they call it the, the red, red Mile or the The or red, red Well mile. the Red Miles different
3: yeah. Okay. The red Miles different that's, that's the bar scene. Mm. I never got there. I was too old, but um, yeah, that was my love for the flames. And, but I've migrated been so long. I've migrated to, to being a jet fan. I, I still, you know, I still cheer for the flames, but um, I'm more a jet fan than I am a, a flame fan. And being from Calgary, like I said earlier, it's really hard to cheer for the Oilers, but I'd rather cheer for the Oilers in the leaf. So I'm cheer. I'm all in on the uh, Oilers this year.
0: Yeah, hopefully a Canadian team that'd be something. At least make it to a Yeah, that final, would be good. Like, come on, somebody that'd be great. But yeah, we never hear the end of it if uh, if Toronto <sighs> wins ever. Never, ever, ever. Yeah, uh, but I guess we I don't know
3: don't... if there's more obnoxious fans than Leaf fans.
0: Oh, maybe that's a good question because I'm sure you've been to a few barns in your day. Do you think the the Leafs fans are the most obnoxious?
3: Absolutely, yeah, 100. <laughs> what would you give a great Jets season? You know what? I've been thinking about this, and I, I really haven't talked to too many people about it, but I, I don't think it... I would give it like a seven. I don't think it was as bad. I don't think it was as good. Um, the first part of the season was great. The middle part was not very good, but the inconsistency, is everybody talks about the, the team. But you know what? I, I would give it about a seven, and, and I, maybe I'm being... I don't know, but I I would say a seven. They got to do some work though.
0: Yeah. Well, being, you know, having the the roles that you've had, being like a general manager and, you know, now running your own ship, what do you make of some of the comments from say bonus, like being a coach? I mean, I kind of see you as like a coach. You'd coach a sales team. You'd coach pretty much everyone in the building when, when you're as, like when you were a general manager. Mm -hmm. So what do you make of those comments? That he came out and, you know, he's kind of backtracked a bit, calling it disgusting and whatever else, but still.
3: Yeah. But I, Jarr J- Jerry, you, you know me well enough that if somebody did something wrong, I would call them out on it. Right. That's just natural. I don't know if I use the word disgusting, but um, you know, we are all accountable for what we do in our actions and how we work. You know, nobody gets a free ride today. So we are accountable. And you know, when when you're a pro athlete, no matter what industry, you're, let's let's not even talk about athletes. Let's talk about work and business. You are accountable to the work you do, whether you make minimum wage or you make a million dollars a year. You're expected to go and do your job every day. And if you don't do your job, whoever you report to is going to talk to you about that. And if you consistently don't do your job on a regular basis, you're probably not going to be there very long. So and it doesn't matter what you make. So, you know, they didn't perform. In game five, it was horrendous. It was terrible. I was watching the game with my family. They went to bed in the second period. And and I don't, you know, that's just the way, it was never going to get better at all. We, and, and everybody saw that. So he, he said, I agree with what he said. Did he use the right word? So be it, whatever. That's emotion. Who cares? But the reality was, yeah, they didn't perform and they didn't show up, period. And you need to be called out on that. And that's just the reality of what it is. Um, I was talking, one thing I will say, I was talking to somebody today and everybody talked about pushback and bonus talked about pushback, right? And there was no pushback. Well, the one thing I will say is there's a lot of pushback right now, based on what he said, the players are pushing back, management's pushing back. The marketing department is pushing back on everything that bonus said. And so there's a lot of pushback going on right now, but it's going back. The pushback is in a wrong way. You know, the players should have stood up and said, yeah, we didn't show up. They did a little bit, but, you know, they were, oh, my feelings were hurt. Whatever. (laughs) Right. The general manager didn't stand up and support his coach whatsoever. And then the marketing department sends this email out on Monday to season ticket holders. Like, I read it and I went, somebody didn't get the memo. So... (laughs) I don't know. I just went on a tangent there. Maybe that was a little bit too much oh. passion, but
2: no, that was good. Yeah. I got it's, the, I, our, our big cat Levy there episode season, whatever, uh, <laughs> team lefty. Yeah. He's been on a couple times. <laughs> I, gotta I gotta get a, I gotta get an episode reference, but he, he, he had uh, forwarded that email and I, um, I guess I, I read it today, but were they, the organization was, Coming off against bonus? Is that what I read? It's Yeah, it sure sounded like that. It was just bizarre. Yeah. I mean, don't send anything. You don't even need to send anything. I don't know why... <laughs> Why they had to send that? But I, I, I don't.
3: I, like I said, the ma- the marketing department didn't get the memo, and that was released on Monday. And somebody pushed the button, and it went right. out. And it and it was Jared was just like at the radio station, whoa, trying to pull that back in. We shouldn't have sent that. We shouldn't have sent that. Did somebody yeah. do that without getting clearance?
2: Uh oh. No, no. Now we it got a back- probably, uh, We got a backtrack. Probably David Thompson over there.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was involved in that one.
0: Hey, a lot you know, of a no lot idea. of crazy stuff went uh, went on at the radio station, but I think everyone was pulling in the same direction. That's the difference. <laughs> I think at the time we were yeah, all yeah. we all knew what the goal was. <laughs> we knew we knew what the end result we wanted was. We were trying to get after yeah. it, but uh, and that's the one thing that I, I learned from you. And it was early. It's always easier to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission. I don't know if you still feel the same way, but uh, I I still try and use that as as much as I can. It it
3: all depends on what the goal is. (laughs) That's all I got for (laughs)
2: you. Again, getting off topic, and you guys had some zany promos, but was it something with the mannequins? Oh, my. In traffic or something? (laughs) I remember that. Uh, that's uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe just touch on that one, or that maybe the
0: don't. Promo don't team. Randy had no say in that. That was the the promo team asking for forgiveness and not permission. All
3: right. It, it was. It, you know what? It, it was a great idea. Like it was actually a great idea. and What it was, and what we did was, we went and got twenty mannequins, and we put Hank T-shirts on them in jeans, and we placed them all over the city, and because it was ratings, and in the ratings season you do whatever you can to gain recognition. And when you're a radio station that doesn't have a large marketing budget, you have to try to do whatever you can to try to gain eyeballs on your brand and get them to tune in. And so what we had to do was try to be creative. And the idea was brilliant. So we're going to get these 20 mannequins. We're going to put t-shirts on them and we're going to place them all over the city. Well, most of them were in good places. Some of them were not so many good places. And then couple of them were downtown and they lasted about 10, 15 minutes. And those poor mannequins had no clothes on them whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so that day, that was another tough morning. I was getting phone calls from a variety of different places.
0: So we That's never did fun. that one. Guerrilla <laughs> marketing 101. That's yeah.
2: what it was. Absolutely. <laughs> you said there are mannequins, not gorillas we probably wow. should have put gorillas out <laughs> it would have been a lot easier
0: <laughs> anyways uh, hindsight Good. 2020 fun
2: fun stuff fun stuff
0: well uh, did you have anything else mike or do you want to jump into the back nine lightning round
2: Let's, uh, yeah, let's jump into it.
0: All right, well. Uh, what,
2: is, what is this?
0: Well, if you would, were a regular listener, Randy, then you would know that it is <laughs> the uh, Back Nine lightning round, and it is for Bryce Malachowski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor Wealth Management, part of IA Private Wealth, and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. You can contact Bryce at 204-515-3446. So a brief calls, notes, rapid-fire mm-hmm. questions. You can say the responses can be as long as you, you want them to be or as short as you want them to be. And uh, Michael just okay. keep peppering you with questions.
2: Yeah, Uh-oh. I will. And then uh, quickly on Bryce. Yeah, I got a nice email. The old it wasn't a fax; it was an email mm-hmm. this time uh, from uh, Endeavor Wealth Management, and it was kind of an outlook on the on the uh, the market and in investments. And they said May is a great year or a great month to uh, invest, as it always sees promising, positive returns in the end of summer months. So.
0: And it's earnings season. It's earnings season. A bunch of the big companies are coming out with uh, their earnings right now, and so that's uh, helping move the needle a little bit in the right direction.
3: And where's he a member at?
0: Saint Charles.
3: (laughs) Hey, see, we got another shameless plug in for Saint
0: Charles. (laughs) Well, we were we were supposed to play. We were going to play with uh, uh, Bryce Malachowski and uh, Curtis, who we had on toward the end of last season. He won the Mm -hmm. was it the mid am
2: Canadian mid am.
0: Yeah, the Mid-Am. I forget what it Canadian was. Canadian Mid-Am Masters. Yes, the Canadian That's Mid-Am Masters. That's what it was. A mouthful, but he uh, he took it home and brought the trophy home. But uh, you can check out that episode from uh, the latter part of last season. And we are supposed to play with him, but Mike and our schedules didn't align so they're like, oh yeah, you got to come out to the Sims at St. Charles. And so mm. we did the smart thing is we waited long enough so now we can go and play the Greengrass Golf with them at St. Charles. Nice.
2: There you go. Turf golf. Turf Which golf. Uh, a getting a more off topic. Yeah. Played players on uh, Sunday and the success that I saw at golf zone this off season did not uh, translate to the turf golf, which, <laughs> which uh, I assumed would happen. So uh, shout out Damn. to golf zone and uh, another shameless plug <laughs> and all of our, all of our virtual golf friends that we interviewed at the beginning of the season. Um, yeah back to back to square one mm-hmm. but um, back to randy randy you got a you got a nickname you get is it skulls does anyone call you skulls
3: wow i had two nicknames the first one was scully and then in my radio days they used to call me slick
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i could see that <laughs> yeah, yeah slick. what come, come on <laughs> Well, white that was the, like no. that was the vision I had in my head, the white belt, the white shoes, and, uh, maybe a, a flowered button up shirt, a couple buttons undone. No, uh, no,
3: the, no, no, no. The flower shirt. Absolutely. But the buttons were never like, no, no, I okay. never, I never had the, the, buttons the chest the hair. No, no, no,
2: no. I think I'm thinking of a seventies detective show or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, Remember I cool. was the
3: eighties, not the seventies. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I got to get my list out here. Hopefully we have all the questions this time. I'm, I am. Uh, I sometimes miss those. Uh, have you ever got a hole in one? No.
0: Oh, Ooh. join the club. No. Yeah. No holes in ones. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm
3: very bittered about, bitter about that so can you move to the next question please
2: i will yeah you already touched on this and this is a great opportunity for more shameless plugs what is your preferred golf ball brand or model oh it's the tp5
3: by taylormade mm.
1: of course I, however, I a- <laughs> yeah
3: however if i find a pro v in the bush naturally i'll play it
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, So will I. Yeah, you—is it the TP5 picks? You get the picks on there, the little triangles, um, or there's little logos. Okay. Yes. So, I got um,
3: this. Is this is actually a good story? I should have said this earlier, but. TaylorMade had the Father's Day golf balls last year with the mustaches.
2: Oh yeah, you okay, know, yeah,
3: you, yeah, yeah. So I I was fortunate enough to be given one of those on Father's Day actually, and I played with that ball and I shot the best game of my life. I shot seventy four, and I kept that ball and I still have that ball. And so maybe that's why I play with those TaylorMade
0: mm. PP fives. Wow. Yeah, that's a good well, reason to do so. I
2: yeah, so I, 70, uh, uh, <laughs> Well, that's one of my other questions, you know, but, um, yeah, they, well, the picks are supposed to help you putt, right? You're supposed to see your, see if the putts are aligned. I believe is what Eric uh, Johnson had, uh, explained to us when he came on last year. Uh, he gave us some picks too, oh, which uh, wow. I didn't even get to putt them cause they didn't get it to the green. They just, <laughs> they were gone. they were gone.
3: And they
0: flew so far uh, just in the wrong direction.
2: There
3: you yeah. go. Oh, but the the TP five, I like it. That's that's the, the ball and and not the shameless plugs and whatever the case may be. But that's uh, that's the, my preference right now.
2: I prefer. it. Nice. Okay. I did in the, at the Mexico Open. I did confirm the name of the tournament. It is Mexico Open. I there was a little uh, uh, putting contest for one of the. It was a sunscreen sponsor, and uh, I had three shot ch- chances to putt. And I'd win an umbrella, and Eww. sure enough, on the on the second one, I putted and uh, I won the umbrella, which my probably way. saved my life that day because it was blazing hot <laughs> out, and there was and I didn't uh, spend the extra money to get into the uh, private covered areas, so we were just sheltering under the cactus and <laughs> other trees there. But anyway, back to Randy Skulls
3: Gully. Did, did, uh, did, did, Hey Mike, I don't, I'm don't. i not trying to embarrass
2: you, but you were in Mexico. Did you not think it was going to be hot? I did. I did. I did. Yeah, I wore a lot of <laughs> yeah. sunscreen, but I'm... A, okay, that's good. Uh, I'm fairly fair-skinned, as you can see, and maybe our listeners have seen on our social medias. Uh, I, I've been back for three days, and I think my tan is almost gone, so...
0: I can see a little bit of red um, still there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just blushing because I we got a great,
0: <laughs> a great guest. Cause too. that red shirt um, from TaylorMade is so bright.
2: It's just <laughs> glaring. Yeah. Onto me. Uh, Randy, your favorite course to play. What would be your favorite course to play in Manitoba? I would, well, I love Pine
3: Ridge. Pine Ridge is probably one of my favorites. You know, we talked about Hecla a lot. I love Hecla. I think it's a great golf course. I played Minnewasta. I really like Minnewasta. I like Clear Lake. Um Falcon's a good course too. of um, the city courses, even though Pine Ridge is really outside the city, I, I would I would say Pine Ridge would be my favorite city one. And then mm-hmm. in the rural area, I like the ones you mentioned and, and you know, I'll call it my home course, you know, the links. Mm-hmm. Um I I love it. I like it. It's close to my cottage, obviously, if that's that's one of the reasons, but um The other rural ones, we have a lot of good rural golf courses with lots of different, you know, we're we're on the prairies, but if anywhere you travel east, west, north, south, you can find some elevations and some great
2: golf courses. Yeah. Yeah. So many great golf courses. What was the slogan, JR? It was like a, the uh, more golf courses per capita than anywhere in the world yeah, is in the some prairies. Really?
0: Or yeah. When you think of the, the amount of the population, the amount of golf courses we have, we're right up there. So you yeah. might think of like a California, North Carolina, or I mean, maybe North Korea has this beat, but who knows? We don't know what goes on in North Korea, but at least you know we can say in Manitoba we have, have some of the most golf courses per capita in the world.
3: Do they have any golf packages to North Korea?
0: <laughs> I'm sure you. I'm sure you can <laughs> probably travel find
3: packages.
0: You won't come back. <laughs> that might be me... final destination. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Happy Father's Day, Dad. You're going to North Korea to play (laughs) golf.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he still has his life insurance policy. Anyways, we might get shut down for uh, (laughs) talking about North Korea here. So who knows?
1: Okay.
2: Like the, uh, the movie, the interview, yeah, you'll exactly. hire <laughs> us to be, uh, spies or something like that. Uh, do you got any, Randy, you got any bucket list courses in Manitoba that you've never played and you, you've always wanted to get out to Granite Hills. Yeah.
0: yeah that comes up quite never a bit. Played,
2: I've never played Granite Hills.
3: Um, I would say that's it. Mm. I might, I might be missing a couple or a few, but that's fine. Uh, just Granite off Hills the top up. of my mind. That, yeah.
2: I would say Granite Hills. Perfect. Yeah. Again, um, it's been, we've heard a lot about Granite Hills uh, in the past few episodes. I think if I remember correctly, but I haven't been out there in a few years. So if anybody from Granite Hills is listening, I'm available <laughs> yeah. next yeah. Thursday. At... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, All three of us are <laughs> <Yeah>. I'll drive. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, Randy. We should probably get some sort of driving service uh, involved too, <laughs> or a helicopter.
1: Yeah.
2: Whatever works. Uber, if you're listening, uh, you are our preferred rideshare uh, company. Uh, you got um, what would be the most memorable course you've ever played? Sounds like you've, you've gotten out of the, the country a little bit, or maybe uh, across the country as well. Uh, any, any memorable courses that um, you put on your pedestal? There's a couple in Alberta. Silver Tip
3: was a great golf course. Canadascus is a good golf course. Mm-hmm. Um, I played those. I love those. Um, I played Glen Abbey, um, which was a cool golf course to play. I'm just trying to think, you know, those are for Canadian golf courses. Those are, those are really quite memorable for me. Yeah, I, I would say that. Uh, Yeah, that that's probably what what it would be. Um, I was fortunate. I played in Mexico, and I wouldn't say you know, uh, Mexican golf or golf courses in Mexico. They all seem pretty, pretty, you know, pretty much the same. The one time I played in um, just outside of Cancun at a golf at a a resort called uh, Moon Palace, Um, Mm -hmm. I was I was playing with uh, Halen. She was. I think she was nine or 10 at the time and we were coming around the corner and there were on the tee box. There's this alligator. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I got my kid here. She's nine years old. Do we play? Do we stop? Do we wait? I said, Hey, what do you want to do? She says, I don't think we should play this hole idea so we got we drove around didn't play that whole let the get they left the gator on the uh on the uh tee box and away we went and so that was kind of memorable from that kind of side for the mexico side
2: um yeah i I, I played moon palace before and i saw an alligator and we were there i was there with uh our buddy there dq nick it was his wedding we were down there for and his brother had seen the alligator and it you alligator they have that uh they don't move right they kind of just sit there with their mouth open you don't know if it's yeah. real or not and then so obviously uh he went and grabbed the alligator's tail it was it was you know it was a six foot alligator i'd call that a small alligator and then sure enough it scurried into the water but yeah not a smart Jeez, idea no. but uh, they're certainly not yeah um yeah. but nice course yeah like 27 oh, it's a
3: good there course. or something yeah um, and, and the best part about moon palace was all your beverages were included. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love the beer. I love that beer cart when it came around. <laughs> um, the only other course <laughs> that I can remember is in the Dominican and, and I think it's called tooth of the dog or something. Mm. And it, do you, have you heard
0: of it? I have, and, I think and, I, I have, ah, and Dominican. I Dominican. cool.
3: Yeah. And it was, I would have played it in the nineties Around ninety three, ninety two, somewhere in there, um, and like seven or eight of the holes are right on the ocean with big cliffs, and it was extremely scenic.
2: Oh. It's called Casa de Campo, and then the, its nickname wow. is Teeth of the Dog, and that's we're the course right. we played at golf on. Yeah, right. But, wow. uh, full circle. Yeah, you, it's a great, it's a great course. Yeah, so that's pretty think, that, wow. that's pretty I, memorable. I, yeah, I think they and they used to have like a PGA event there or maybe a PGA like champion event there still or something. But uh yeah, it's a nice, a nice course virtually. Yeah. We've we've experienced it. But that's awesome. That's uh, yeah. yeah. In in I played in Hawaii. Um,
3: and the one thing about playing in Hawaii that was that's kind of neat is there's lava. Well, I was, it it was Kona. We were, we were in Kona and when you hit your ball and it goes right or left, whatever off the fairway, and there's lava everywhere. Well, you can have some great bounces. Like, it's very cool. And if you get the right bounce, you hit that thing 450. It's fabulous. And like, there's no pictures on the scorecard, right? So man, did I hit that thing.
2: (laughs) Nice. But it sounds like you've been all over the world golfing. You got a bucket list course anywhere in the world, with the exception of Augusta, because oh. we're taking we're taking it off our list for the rest of the year because we just hear Augusta too much. And uh, me and Jr. both played it, so we don't want to hear about it. I'm just kidding. Uh, but what's your bucket list course? You you want to St. Andrews? St. Andrews. You know, if you can't
3: play, if you take Augusta off, you got to play St. Andrews. Yeah. Why haven't you
2: gone yet? That's a very
3: good question.
2: <laughs> and I don't have an answer for you. Yeah, well, you know, you can get pretty cheap flights to Edinburgh, round trip, maybe mm-hmm. under a thousand dollars, and uh quick little boot up to St. Andrews, about an hour, and I, uh, you I, know, maybe five hundred bucks Canadian to play. Done. I, I'm probably more worried about
3: the beverages after golf and what that cost would be. Cause there would definitely be a lot of Scotch tours as well.
2: True. True. You so Cause
3: if you're going way? all that way.
2: Yeah. I, I, yeah. I did, I did play St. Andrews and I did go on a few Scotch tours. Um, actually only one Scotch tour, but, uh, Talisker. So you know what, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I was over there anyway. So it was like, Oh, might as well throw this uh, round of golf in. But, uh, I, I, I uh, vacation very, uh, frugally. So where I stay and what I, I just live off cold cuts and, uh, live in, <laughs> <laughs> live in, uh, you know, dorm rooms and stuff. And there then you go. Play, play really expensive courses and, uh, drink expensive scotch.
0: But, um, Hey, that's your dream life. Yeah.
2: Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> let's all go. Well, you should, you know, five years. Let's go back to St. Andrews. Maybe uh, WestJet will fly us out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or Uber uh, Air. Oh I, uh, yeah. I digress. Uh, you mentioned this earlier. Your career low round. What would be your career low round? And it where? It was seventy-four yeah. at the links. At the links. Front the blue. No, no, no! I'm not that good.
3: Uh, no, it was yeah. it was from the white. It was from the whites. It was actually last year.
2: Really? And yeah. was that a six thirty a.m. tea time? And there's a nice dew on the grass, and and the seagulls were squawking. <laughs> it was just a perfect yeah. day, or
3: it was it was um, it was in June. It was just after, it was later in June. Like, the, I think it was the last weekend in June, and it was a Saturday. Yeah, it was early in the morning, and it was perfect. It, it was just a perfect day. It was one of those days that, you know, when you're playing, and it, you're hitting everything, and it's just, everything is working, and you just go with it, and and it was just one of those days. It was awesome, And and the other side of it was, I played the entire round shot 74 with the same golf ball. And when I did that, I picked it up in 18. I put it in my pocket. I put it and I, and I brought it right home. And I said, "Uh, the chances of me ever shooting 74 again, probably slim to none. So I'm keeping this.
2: That's cool. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, I I, I
2: keep, I keep that ball. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, well, this is my wild card question. You must've been feeling pretty good this day, July 8th, 2021. Do you remember that day? help me <laughs> you uh you you won closest to the pin at the Deer Lodge Center Charity Golf Classic at Breezy Bend <laughs> wow <laughs> where did you pull that from <laughs> the the internet tells no lies uh, Talk, wow. Walk us Randy really walk us through that experience <laughs> of winning that. that that must have been something what hole was it I don't, I didn't, didn't say that, but I guess I'm guessing it's a par three. So close well, yeah,
3: I would, maybe I was in Hawaii when I hit the lava and the ball flew. Um, I, I really can't comment on that, Mike. I, I really don't know. It was probably just one of those crazy events where I was so ecstatic and I didn't expect it that I've just blocked it out.
1: hmm.
2: You know, yeah, just, I agree. Yeah. You do recall winning. Do you know what you won? Was there what you know what the uh, the prize was?
3: Um, yeah, I do. It was probably some gift certs and a towel and, you know, maybe a nice bag or something. Uh, yeah,
2: probably, <laughs> yes, that sounds about right. I mean, it was probably
3: uh, so special that I came home and everybody in my family took something.
2: Yeah, that's usually what happens. And then you yeah. give some of it away are you pretty uh, much pretty much i don't even
3: remember that
2: (laughs) well maybe it's a different randy um that i found but it could be (laughs) i'll I'll have to go back and check the archives Uh, a part b that i thought of as we were talking about scotch do you got a favorite scotch or
0: scotch region
3: no i'm not really a scotch guy i'm a bourbon guy
0: Oh, okay. okay. Another yeah. one. That's the second and, bourbon one this season. We had Brent yeah. on earlier. not All
2: those, all those car guys love their yeah. bourbon. Yeah.
3: I, a buddy of mine, I, 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 dabbled in scotch. I wasn't a big scotch guy, but, um, he introduced me to bourbon about four or five years ago. And I, I'm a bourbon guy now. And I really don't have a favorite brand. Um, because there's so many bourbons out there. <laughs> I like to try different ones and, you know, one of typical Winnipegger that we all are. Um, It was wonderful that the Liquor Commission reduced the prices in January, February (laughs) and March. So, you know, when when the bottles were, you know, anywhere from five to ten dollars less and you walk into this store and you go, oh, my God. I gotta try that one. Look at the price. The more you drink, the more you save.
2: So <laughs> it's, it's too cheap not to drink. Yeah. Well, exactly. And now they now they got us hooked, and they yeah oh. jacked up the prices three hundred percent.
3: Yeah. You know,
2: way to go. Yeah. Thanks, but Obama.
3: No. So I'm a bourbon guy, and 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 I like bourbon. I'll dabble in scotch. I'm not a peaty scotch guy. Um, you know, my favorite scotch is Cardew. So I'm 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 a, I'm a more along the light lines, uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to scotches, um, but I prefer the bourbons.
2: Cool. Oh, yeah. JR, you still got that half bottle that Zarney <laughs> yeah. gave us or that yeah. we, <laughs> that's a, that's still a, in a the suitcase. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a well, that was, uh, <laughs> next time we O-tons. get together. Well, I guess I poured us, uh, all our, our guests, uh, Brent Zarni from McNott's. Uh, bro, generously uh, gifted us some some bourbon before we started recording, and poured some thick glasses of that, and we were feeling feeling pretty good that that day. <laughs> that was a good one, uh, and there's still half a bottle left. So whoever <laughs> we interview next in person, they're gonna have a treat of some bourbon, I think.
3: Did, did you forget to send me the address? <laughs>
2: yeah. I sent, uh, we put some in a Ziploc bag. Yeah. We, we mailed it to you. Oh, perfect. I look forward to it. Yeah. I find um. that Ziploc really, uh, keeps the, the flavor profile. Up. Yes. But anyways, I'm moving on here. Uh, our, this is our flagship question, the back nine lightning round and another great opportunity to shamelessly give a shout out. Uh, Randy, what is your favorite condiment?
0: What are you throwing on a hot dog mm. or a burger? Or if you're having a hot dog or a burger at the turn.
2: I,
3: or... I, I would, I don't know if I have a favorite. Um, the only thing I don't put on them is relish. So I'll, you know, I'll put the hot peppers okay. and I'll put them on, the onions and the ketchup and, and the mustard, mm-hmm. a little, maybe some mayo, it depends,
0: wow.
2: uh, but
3: all no of them,
0: All of the above. No, Except all relish. but relish. All the relish. That's yeah. the
2: first time we've had someone just say, n- 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 just a no,
1: no relish. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, anything but relish. Anything but relish. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. We'll put that on a t-shirt. Anything but relish. <laughs> over par. And we'll put it on a mannequin too. On <laughs> oh, Portage, lovely. Portage Maine. Awesome. Well, that, uh, that's, that's, those were nine questions, believe it or not. Maybe nine questions. ABC on it but uh yeah
3: <laughs> what it truly wasn't a lightning round no no, it's, no it never very is.
0: slow <laughs> very yeah. slow it never is but when it's... people
2: think of me they don't think of lightning quick either <laughs> so <laughs>
3: <laughs> you get too many people that like to talk and you're in trouble it's the lightning turns into
2: forever yeah it turns yeah. into my um, god. Like a windstorm or a dust yeah. storm or something <laughs> that turns into the dirty thirties. <laughs> Anyways,
0: uh, that was the back nine lightning round for Bryce Maliszewski, who is an investment advisor with Endeavor wealth management, part of IA private wealth and a member of the Canadian investor protection fund. You can contact Bryce at two Oh four five one five three four four six. We also have all of his info in our bios of our social media pages, which takes you to our link tree. You can get all our podcasts on there, find out where they are, find out Bryce Malachewski, mm-hmm. find out where you can get a white belt, white shoes. We'll put a link up there, too, if we yeah. can find it, and away we go.
2: Yeah. Find out where Absolutely. the uh, auto, that auto chase AI,
0: was, yeah. <laughs> uh, put that on the link tree. Yeah, that'd be there fun. you go. There you go. You're Shameless welcome.
3: plug for auto chase. Hey,
0: nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. We really appreciate thanks, you coming on. So uh might as well give that a little plug plug. But Randy, this is great catching up. I know we kind of got a little uh, off the golf topic, but I mean you've lived uh, one hell of a life. <laughs> so we figured we might as well die. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it made it sound like that. You still got a long way to go, but up until this point, live. you've lived one hell of a life. Oh, like d- the, lived thanks two very lifetimes. much, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but that was great. Uh, Thank yeah, you. we'll Chat soon. We'll have to get out and uh, golf granite, and then uh, make the trek overseas and golf St Andrews. But uh, yeah, thanks for yeah. coming on well, the show.
3: Seriously, I do. I will invite you guys to come up and and play the links, and um, they don't even have to give us the comps. I'll pay for it. Whoa. We'll go up and we'll play and have some fun. And Whoa. we'll
0: I'll bring the bourbon for after. It's a deal. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on again. Mike, good to have you back. And uh, have yourself a wonderful night. Bye-bye. Till next time.
3: And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot.